Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Bit Effect. Today, I'm going to tell you a story. And you could say it was a tale. And it's going to be of the abyss. So, there we go. That was smooth. I'm sorry, I tried to be clever, and it just wasn't. My brain got halfway through that and went, Nope! Anyway... Discuss Tales of the Abyss with me is Craig. Hello. And Luke. Hello. Now we're going to change things up just a little bit because this is a listener suggested show and I'll read his thoughts later, but for right now, give us the stats. Okay, Tales of the Abyss. It was developed by Namco Tale Studio, published by Namco, or Namco Bandai, Namco. directed by Yoshito Higuchi. Um, it was released in PS2 and the Nintendo DS. The PlayStation 2 was released on December the 15th, 2005, and in 2006 in North America. It was never released in Europe. And on the 3DS, it wasn't released until 2011. And that is all of the stats. It's part of the Tales series. There we go. There's another Wikipedia fact for you in case you didn't know that. Thanks. <laughs> Um, and I played it on the PS2. Craig, Luke, what did you guys play it on? PS2. And 3DS. Alright, so Austin is the one who suggested this. Hi, Austin. And we're gonna... Hello. Don't you dare interrupt me. I was on a roll. <laughs> and you just Sorry. had to stick stupid thing. Yeah, hi, Austin. I, I kind of hate you. Kind of want to pat you on the head. I don't know <laughs> what I want to do to you. There's something. <laughs> so Luke is going to give us a quick kind of story synopsis probably from wikipedia and then i'll read what austin wrote as to why he picked this okay uh, so the game starts with uh, luke von faber who is a ginger teenager who likes to show off his midriff uh, he's been held in a manner for years by his uncle the king uh, and he suffers from amnesia he seems to have a voice in his head but he he seems to ignore it uh, he hasn't been outside of the manor since he was a child and he feels like a bit of a, a prisoner. Um, he's being trained by an oracle knight called Van and then all of a sudden a mysterious woman appears and puts all of the guard to sleep with her lullabies and an adventure begins when they are both teleported away to a random country. I believe it's called a hyper resonance. All right, let's try to get in the spirit yeah. of things here. Glad you know that it's hyper resonated. <laughs> All right, so this is what Austin says as to why he picks it. <clears throat> I will try my best not to butcher what you wrote, man. I'm sorry if I do. Abyss stands as my favorite of the series and one of my favorite games, period. So I thought it would be cool to hear you guys actually do a whole episode on it. My history with the series isn't too deep. A friend of mine told me about the series one day and loaned me his copy of Tales of Symphonia, Dawn of the New World. And I kind of wound up bouncing off of it. Can't blame you there, buddy. That game is kind of crap. Uh, he was persistent, though, and said I would like the series, so he convinced me to get Tales of the Abyss when the 3DS port released, and it blew me away. Like, I've played it through three times back to back to back, and when I got my hands on it. At this point, I've played most of the games in the series, though this is still the only one that I have finished. Segwaying into my dislikes of this game, I have video game ADD. I find it very difficult time finishing games, especially JRPGs, which is sad because it's one of my favorite genres. This game suffers from one of the faults I find in every JRPG I've played. It is too long. 
My playtime was about 45 hours, and I feel they could have cut at least 5-10 hours from the game and still gotten the whole point across. I'm not sure everyone felt that way, but it's the one thing I have to dock it for. The rest of these are really just going to be nitpicky things that bother me specifically. Alright, I'm going to hold his comments there until we get into some of the mechanics and stuff. Cool. And that way, you know, it doesn't seem like it's coming out of the blue. Also, hold on, yeah. I have to take my shirt off, it's getting hot in here. It's getting hot in here. Go out. I can't remember the song. <laughs> Fuck. So take off all your clothes. I am getting so hot. I'm going to take my clothes off. <laughs> Are you children done? Yes. Well done. Have you taken your clothes off? I have taken my shirt off. Good and stuff. And it feels delightfully cool in here. Gentlemen, what is your history with the Tales series? Well, you know me. I like to start everything with, I have no history with the Tales <laughs> series. Absolutely none at all until this game. I've seen... A few of the games dotted about the PlayStation Store. I can't... Is it Tales of Vespa or Tales of Desert? Yeah, that's on PS4, is it? And there's another one that floats about the store in the sales every so often. Um, But it it looks like something that I might pick up if I had nothing else to play. But the way this year has went, there's always been things to play. So, meh. Never, never touched it. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty similar to Craig. I didn't even realise that these games were around on the PlayStation 2 um, era. I thought it was, a, I think the first one I saw was one on the PlayStation 3. Um, so, yeah, quite pleasantly surprised to see that they've been going around. But, yeah, my first one. How about you, Dave? Um, my first one, I think, was Symphonia. And that was back on the GameCube. And oh, okay. since then, I've played them, like, off and on, right? Like, I've went and played the first one on the SNES, and then I played, like, Legendia and a bunch of other ones on PS2. But I kind of let this series go in the PS2 era. My wife has been playing them, like, faithfully. So she's been playing a lot of Tales of games, including the newer one on PS4. And I did play a couple hours of that just to see what has changed. And I'll probably talk about it later. But yeah, I, I kind of have a history where it's just kind of, yeah, I've played a bunch of them and then I just kind of stopped. So I guess the best thing to do would be to get into the battle system and why this game sits apart from most JRPGs. I mean, I feel like I need to give a disclaimer. <laughs> why? Because I, I don't know, I feel like I'm going to be horribly negative on this game all the way through. Um, I say let's, let's be honest and we'll see how it goes from there. We have an editing room for a reason. We do. Okay. <laughs> so the battle system. Do you remember yeah, just, what it's called? Like the, yeah. the linear, linear non, linear motion battle system. That <laughs> is that what it's called? Or something. I think it is linear motion battle system. All right. Well then, guys. Um, out of curiosity, do you prefer turn based or do you enjoy the linear motion battle system? I'd much prefer turn based. And anything like this, it's I would much prefer turn based. Yeah, I, just, I'd agree. Just because. Even with. I mean, Final Fantasy slowly mixed it up to the point where it isn't a turn-based thing, and somewhere in between, I think, is better than this, like, 2D... I I don't know, it almost feels like you're 2D on 3D, but then you you can actually rotate round an opponent sometimes. I, I never quite got the hang of it. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it was, it was acceptable, I guess. It's just 2D would have... Sorry, turn-based would have would have been a, more appealing to me I, I think leading on to where this where this conversation is going um you you encounter you, you you can run around and block and jump and attack and you've got different different attacks you can map to different buttons on the 3ds you can actually map more attacks to the touch screen which was quite handy 
Oh, but that's eventually, nice. Yeah, it did, it did make it quite useful. Um, but eventually you'll find that, like, different parts of the ground will, like, light up and then you can make combos out of these things. And I never quite felt like I had the time or... Or, or managed to figure out how to actually use that properly whilst if it had been turn-based I might have had a little bit more time to figure it out Be- just because well, you had to move you, around Luke, so much we'll did you figure it out it to you. yeah Thank yeah you. the FOF system <laughs> um hey. okay yeah but first um yeah battle system kind of feels like something like Odin Sphere or Muromasa or Dragon's Crown it is 2d plane until you decide to hold the left trigger, well, for PS2, and then you can move in a 3D space. But uh, as soon as you target somebody and you make an approach to an enemy, it will be on a t- flat 2D plane. And that's when we can say, let the bush- button mashing commence. <laughs> well, you see, some of us button mash, some of us try to make use of, say, the uh, phonic system and really just wring everything out of this game. All right. We will probably be scattershot here just because there is a lot to talk about. But let's start with what Luke said, the phonic ring system. Okay, So every time you use an attack, there will be certain ones that have an element associated with them. right? So let's say you do something. We'll just call it Blazing Eagle. Why not? That will leave a <laughs> ring on the ground that is the fire element. Now, if you use a different special move while in that ring, some of them interact with the fire element, and so those moves will be changed. So if you, say, have Stabby McFace Thrust, that is just a regular old attack. If you're standing in the fire ring, it will turn into Flamey Stabby McFace Thrust. And that's pretty much it. Like, that's all that is about the rings. It just kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It enhances certain attacks. Yeah, it's that's nice to hear that because I went the whole game assuming that it did have this passive effect on your other attacks once you're in the zone. I never ever, I always thought, am I missing something else? Is there something else to this, or is you it just were missing? Because <laughs> it's not passive. Like you'll get, you'll get, uh, your character will light up. It'll pop up on the screen the name of the attack, and then it'll do it. Like you won't miss it if you interact with that mechanic. Oh, well, yeah, no, sorry, I'm meaning pa- not passive then, that's not the right term, I'm meaning more, um, less complicated, it's not complex. Uh, no, 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 it, it is kind mm. of simple, once you wrap your head around, and I'm sure we'll talk about this, all the terms they like to throw around, instead of being kind of simple. Um, so, basically what happens is, in a battle, you'll be throwing out a bunch of attacks, leaving these rings on the ground, the enemies will be throwing attacks, leaving a ring on the ground, and depending on where you stand, you can take advantage of it, you can set up a combo by doing one move that leaves a ring, and then do another move that takes advantage of that ring, that kind of stuff. So it does add depth to the system. I don't think is needed half the time. That's where I was going to go with it. I didn't <laughs> find myself needing to use it because everything seemed to fall so quickly and it, there didn't seem to need to be a lot of strategy it was jump up and then do a combo as you land or jump away as an enemy is away to attack or, or guard um but it never got difficult enough for me to actually have to figure the system out and the fights were were so they didn't last long enough half the time for it to for me to figure them out um i did try reading an article or two but I, I didn't give it as much time as I think it it deserved. Hey, I, I don't think 
that you can really even see the meat of a system in a game like this until here it's a good what three quarters of the way through it where you really start seeing the meat yeah. of the battle system. Yeah, it's a long way in. Most of it I did spend um, mashing my way through it, and on the stat screen that you get in the system, I can't remember in system stats or whatever it is called. Um, records maybe can't remember that it does tell you your average battle time and mine's was something like 33 seconds was the average battle <laughs> time so it's it's really not a lot of time yeah a lot of time on ps2 at least i don't know about you luke i'd like to talk about it but the loading screen was almost as long as the battle itself mm-hmm. oh that that was a good um, thing about the 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 3ds version and the loading times were really really quick i mean you were looking maybe five seconds to get into a fight it wasn't wasn't long at all that's that's that would have been a nice change um my hands would have hated the 3ds but yeah that would have been nice um really quick so on your skills let's i think they're called skills right or arts no they're called arts i'm sorry so as you progress through the game you will unlock combat arts and these are, you know, stabby McFace thrust or, or jumpy, stabby thingy bobber Blade moves. Fanger. Yeah, yeah. You should have been um, you should have been in this development naming. I'd like I'd like to think so. But so you unlock these as you level. Now this is where it starts to get complicated. Alright? There are moves you will unlock the arts you will unlock as you level naturally. So while you can unlock some things naturally, you have these things called capacity cores. And if you've played Final Fantasy, these are kind of like Magicite. You equip one to each person, and what they do is they change the parameters of the way you level. So if, say, you have Luke, you want to turn him into more of a spellcaster, less of a physical fighter, then you would equip a capacity core that every time he levels, he gets a bonus to his phonic arts and phonic defense. So... There is a lot behind the scenes that makes this interesting in the way you build a character, but a, a lot of it is also kind of squiffy to where if you don't come from a Tails background, you're going to be very confused. Like, for example, guys, let's have a little quiz. <clears throat> <laughs> How did you unlock new moves? You can unlock new moves by doing them accidentally with the combination thing, right? So if you pull off nope. the right combo. No? I thought that's... Nope. Well, that's what I was trying to do. <laughs> That's why I never got one. You have to use certain arts at least 50 times. Once you have done that, there is a random chance that on your next battle, you will unlock the next attack. Uh, so, so that's, that's why, why they just say, run. Right, okay. Jeez, I'm learning so here. You know, <laughs> you know that thing where that one art with Luke where you just thrust up into the air? That's your baseline, and after you use that for a while, it'll do that thrust and then also combine another move with it. Okay. Yeah, where it'll come so crashing down. Yeah. Uh, so okay. after you use something 50 times is when it can upgrade into something else. They never right. once said that, I don't believe. Like, I knew that because of Tails, but I'm guessing you guys didn't know that either. No, no. As I said, I... Didn't know anything at all. So, like that, when you unlock and you move, I just thought I did something particularly well. Turns <laughs> out it's just a random chance. I thought it was uh, a wee bit deflating. I didn't spy either, so I'm kind of glad you told well, me now. <laughs> well, this leads me to the interesting question of: so, what do you guys think of the the way the moves are? Like, 
personally, I would almost would have preferred like fighting game controls of like do a Shuriken, do a Hadoken motion, maybe a 360. Do you guys prefer this kind of Smash Brothers where it's just tilt the stick and hit the button? Because I found myself slipping a lot with that. Yeah, I, I think I think that is another point as well. I think it it lacks complexity and the the combat doesn't it doesn't feel like there's enough there to keep you or to keep you engaged like especially with a 3ds where you can map them to the touch screen when you just press them when you want you you can map like different items and spells as well but it just it, it would have it would have added a lot more to it if i could jump up and do something in the air or if i can you know i can deliberately make combos up rather than this forward and a button or back and a button or down and a button yeah the, okay. the bottom line is the complexity of the system that you're working within to unlock moves and your arts and all that stuff the end result is still not a complex battle it's a very kind of simple mm. thing do you know what i mean okay well i sort of disagree with you i sort of disagree uh now just for the record craig you finished it right no, I did not finish it. Oh, okay. So I'm the only one that finished it because I'm the only one with yeah. a conscious and a work ethic around well, here, I I'm, say. Honestly, I'm about three, four hours from the end. Well, okay, you're at least at a point where the complexity of the battle system isn't so much in what you would think of as normal complexity, but the whole being able to do a combo correctly to juggle an enemy and keep them from attacking is where I think the complexity comes in. Okay. Oh, so it's see, more in energy ma- enemy management than I think in difficulty. Yeah, I would think that would be the case. But I'm out right now. Where I'm at, I'm I can't remember what the place is called, the island that I'm on. Um, every battle I get into at the moment, I'm relying on someone reviving me at some point <laughs> <laughs> because my leveling has went wrong. I started off over leveled and. I've now just got to the point where I'm I'm become slightly under leveled for the game, and that's why I stopped playing because I just couldn't be bothered grinding. Well, that that's an interesting. Uh, so, grinding in this to you is worse than grinding in something like Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Or a Persona, yeah, or some anything turn based. Yeah, I take why? it you're about to say something like you actually like grinding in this because you can just run from battle to battle to battle to. Winning, winning, winning without going through turn-based mechanics or something like that. Well, no, I'm I well because turn-based mechanics you hit x x x x x x x and you're you're good. Yeah, yeah. Um, in this you you can you can just as easily just grind it out. I don't mind grinding in any game, like any game. If you're like you need two hundred of these, I'll be like, all right, let's do it. Ah, uh, so see, I, I need I, a particular kind of grind. Okay. Um, what about you, Luke? Do you find grinding in this more or less? of a nuisance than in traditional um i guess it comes down to the the investment i have in the game and i don't mind grinding for say i mean i am i think if there's a game that's overly grindy and it feels like like i have a problem with games that add grindy options and then there's dlc to buy your way out of it um, so I, it kind of annoys me in modern gaming but I don't have any problem I mean I've done it for years in RPGs it's not a problem and I, I didn't run away from combat encounters in this because they were loading so quickly and they were over so quickly so yeah no, not biggest problem I guess okay 
Now, one thing that always strikes me with the Tales of games, other than like the newest one, like the newest one, I don't feel this as much, but this is a very personal opinion. The battles always feel chaotic. You cannot really, kind of like Baldur's Gate, they just feel very chaotic and you're managing one part, but you're pretty much just trusting the CPU to do its job more than you are having a tactical approach to things. Yeah, you're less in control. I think that's what put me off more than anything. And it is back to that turn-based thing where you're in control at that particular point. You've got your move. You can do what you want. In this, you're kind of trusting your allies. You're concentrating on your one guy that you're attacking, but then there's might be someone behind you. So you then need to deal with that kind of on the fly, which it loses a wee bit of control. And it is. It's, it's pretty frantic at times. I... I found the only strategy I really applied in this was to peel off enemies that got through to the casters, um, but otherwise it was just kind of button bash, um, and I I went with a team that was two casters and two two uh, fighters. Oh, I went three casters, one fighter. Oh, okay, so did you find it quite difficult to keep the, the enemies off your team? Not well. It leads to the question, did you guys engage at all with the, the tactical system of like doing the formation and turning off certain arts for people and that kind of stuff? Because the way I had my formation set up is I was way in the front, they were way in the back, so everybody would glom onto me. Okay. Uh, no, I mean, the, the fights were so easy, or, or definitely until the point I got to, um, that I didn't okay. need to invest any time into looking at strategy or, or different methods. And I played about with it, but I felt that I was starting to nerf my own team because I didn't understand fully what I was doing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you were the weakest link, man. Yeah, yeah I think I that's pretty sure much like. where it was at. So it's just, it, what I was trying to do, I was trying to set up like someone who, who was a dedicated healer that would just revive me because I died so much. To, well, this <laughs> is later on in the game. Um, I should explain that I, I was over leveled at the start because I, I was doing every side quest, every battle absolutely everything, so according to a walkthrough which I did not use 100% of the time, oh, I, did. I was over leveled until about two thirds of the way through the game and it was coming into the, the last third where I became leveled, level level and now slightly under leveled so it, it was, I gave up on side quests, sorry Austin and Luke, I don't know if you would have got to this point yet, but did you monkey around, Craig, with playing as other people when you you know you can switch mid battle? Yeah, no, 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 no. Because for that exact reason, it's not how I, I no, <laughs> it's not how I play. <laughs> all right, uh, did you get to that point, Luke, at all, or were you just kind of stuck playing as Luke? Uh, yeah, I was stuck playing me. Um, yeah, for the record, just like I, think life. I, I maybe got to the twenty-hour mic, uh, twenty-hour mic, twenty-hour point. Um. Uh, one thing I do like about the Tales of series that nobody else really does is they have a very nice give and take with physical and magical attacks. And instead of like a natural regen, or you have to use items like Final Fantasy or Persona or anything, every time you attack with just a plain Jane base attack, you gain MP back. Did that matter to you guys at all? Did that factor into anything, or was it just kind of mash, mash? <clears throat> mash, mash. Mash, mash, mash. <laughs> I like how you cleared your throat for it. <laughs> yeah. No, it didn't didn't matter at all to me. Again, just the way I played, the way I played the game, it just didn't. 
and it is it's one of those things that probably would started to have mattered had i put my back into it for this final leg well let's let's actually talk about why you guys didn't put your back into it hmm. um hmm. so why um i started off i thought Okay, well, I, I started off strong. It got to the point where when side quests opened up, I felt that I wanted to do them, and I did them. But the battle system, for the most part, I mean, in the start screen, I messaged you, it was over a thousand battles at 30 seconds of battle. It just felt like it was getting a bit, I was getting a bit weary from it. So I stopped the side quests. I kind of stopped caring about the story and just went into that. You know that game mode where we're recording this for a podcast. I'm going to play this game until the bitter end. I went into I that mode. I like to mode. call it Luke picked the game mode. Yeah, the Luke picked the game <laughs> mode. Um, because in the Luke picked a game mode, you know fine well that you're finishing the game while Luke sits in a deck chair somewhere <laughs> sunning himself. Going, ha, 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 I've played 45 minutes of this. Um, yeah, in one time. And yeah, I just, I tanked my way through it, Dave. I literally, I tanked my way through it. So the the earlier leveling helped until that point where I became underleveled. And then at that point, I was left with an empty hole in my heart. An abyss, you could say. An abyss? <laughs> oh my God, I missed a trick there, didn't I? Uh, so, so for you, it was pretty much the battle system just wore you down. Yeah. So, so Luke, what what about you? What kind of um, made you want to stop shouldering this? So, I, I mean, first of all, thank you for the pick, Austin. And I, I hope I don't come across as a dick for um, slating your game. But, but he is one. He is one. Yeah. Um, it, it might be pretty obvious if you've listened to previous previous episodes that i'm not a big retro gamer um i just i don't enjoy myself doing it um and i always have grand dreams of going back and playing like older rpgs just because i feel like i have to i have to as a gamer i have to set or play games that are up there on the plateau and yeah this this game for me jrpgs traditionally I've not got on well with. I've I've completed a few. Not started loads. Of, <laughs> maybe that's a life story. I've started loads of games and barely finished any. Where it feels like that recently. Um, but a JRPG for me is mainly about the story and the combat second. And I found the introduction to the game quite abrasive. Uh, I didn't really feel a connection with the characters, or you know, I forced myself to a point where I thought I'm still not getting this I don't quite understand what's going on and I don't know if I want to anymore plus the combat seems quite it just it just didn't have anything to keep me coming back I never felt like a badass I never had any like never came away from a fight thinking I did really well there and I figured out the mechanics to to progress or to learn learn and improve and at that point is there is it worth investing much more time into it? So I think that's where I got to. And at the moment, you know, we've had so many good games come out. <laughs> There's been other things to draw my attention away. So um, well, hats, hats off I'm curious to you guys. About, Luke. What's that? I'm curious. Who cares about Luke. our hats? Our hats are stupid. 
Well, right. hang on though. You you guys have both got families and jobs, and, and <laughs> not that I don't, but I don't know how you guys can invest the amount of time you do. In- it for me, it's sheer bullheadedness of like I will finish this. This will not beat me. Oh, Someone double dared you. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, that's it. Um, and and I, he- I unfortunately, I've found myself as the months pass becoming more like Dave, and that's one thing that yes! you know. No one aspires to be. <laughs> um, well, luckily, Craig, when we finally meet in person, I will put my anthropositor down your throat and lay my eggs in your chest, and the transformation will be complete. Absolutely fine with that. Do you know that? Um, all right, all right. No, well, hold on. I think I got. I got to grill Luke for a second here. Okay, okay. okay. It's a question I've been saving for this podcast. Oh God. Oh. So, so you didn't like tales of enough to really invest the time into it. That's fine. But you also didn't like Persona 5 enough to invest the time in it, which is weird. Uh, but hang on a minute. I invested the time in Persona 4 to finish it two and a half times. Well, that's that's what that's what the, where the question is going. Do you think you've just... I don't mean to say this in a maturity level, but do you think you've just outgrown games that are that long? I, I wondered this as well. Um, I've, I Another podcaster I listened to said something really interesting, and I, it clicked with me that this is maybe what's happened. That he, whoa, 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 hold on. We're not douchebags. You can name the podcast and who it is. Who cares? Uh, okay, it's, it's Sean Bell from the Computer Game Show. Um, he's the one from North England. And he said something quite interesting that he, um, different circumstances from me, but he's... Just, his wife's just had a child doesn't have a lot of time for gaming and he's finding that big long games where he doesn't get a sense of achievement are just not for him at the moment and that he's going for shorter experiences or it, I mean he's not even finishing games what he's finding is that he's either going for indie games or he's setting challenges for himself inside a game and that's kind of where his completion is and I think that's what I've been doing um I've recently just got a new job and I'm finding I don't have a lot of energy to game, which is frustrating in a way, but it makes it even harder to then pick up a game which you don't get on with, if you know what I mean. The Persona argument, I mean, I think Persona 4 and Persona 5 are so similar in game mechanics that they are, I yeah. burn myself out really hard with um, 4. And it's a shame because five's a great game, and I know if I hadn't played four again just before it, I would have finished it. I might go back to it one day. I don't know. Well, my question is: is this like um, because we? <laughs> why are you earlier on this in the year? We all. <laughs> <laughs> why are you here? Uh, no, uh, earlier in the year we all really got on with Monster Hunter, and you put a chunk load of hours into the game, like we all did. My question was: is it easier when a game delineates like you can play this in? half hour chunks like you can monster hunter and then you'll put in like you know 60 70 hours but you're doing it in like okay i have enough time for a hunt i'm done there's two aspects to that so the the first one and the reason i bought it on 3ds is you know the the ability just to close the lid and that's it in power saving mode and i thought that's the only way i'm going to finish this game if i do finish it and i forced myself to play maybe half an hour to an hour a night i started a good four to six weeks before you guys in a an attempt to finish it because I know I take longer with games. Um but in terms of Monster Hunter, 
there was something engaging there, the the combat and trying to get better at using the um, what was it I used again the the insect, insect life. Yeah, the, that the the combat in that game and nailing it is really, really, really rewarding. Especially as you grow onto monsters that are like that can fly or are are bigger or have a weird mechanic that makes you have to adapt. And you guys all changed your weapons. I didn't. I wanted to master that weapon, and I probably haven't. That kept me well, coming back. Well, to be back. fair, I went from a gun lance to a lance. I mean, not exactly <laughs> the biggest change in the world. Yeah. Um, but okay, so you at least need something to grab you out of the gate, either depth and mechanics or um, kind of a hook for the story. Yeah, so I was and thinking... If, n- okay. On the drive to work yesterday, I was thinking... Sorry, on, on Friday, I was thinking, um, what, what JRPGs have I finished and what kept me going with them? And... I mean, the the first JRPG that caught me, I think, was Golden Sun on the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, that was that was the first one that I don't know what it was that captured it. But I've never really gone back to two D ones and had a huge amount of success with them. I think that's the only one that I've that I've finished, which is weird. So I I don't quite understand it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's perfectly fine. I'm just more curious. All right, so we have touched on some base things about the story here. Let's talk about it in non-spoilery terms. All right, so right out of the gate, you will in this game get... And I'm using the manual here. That's fine. Two, three, four, five, six. Six. You have six party members that you can use in a party of four at... Or is it five? Four. Four. It's four. Yeah, it's four. Like I said, it's four. I don't make mistakes. <laughs> that you can use in a party for at any edit. given time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, what did you guys, who did you use in your party? Oh god, I can't remember the names now, but I did, I messaged them to someone at some point, so they exist <laughs> somewhere, don't they? It's probably Mike, who's not on the podcast. Oh god. Your party members are going to be Luke, who is Mr. Midriff, mm-hmm. Tyr, who is My Emotions Are Dead, Yep, Jade, who is the snarkiest of snarky people, which is the worst anime trope in the world. Guy, who is well, he's a decent guy. Oh, Wait, how do you pronounce it in French? Is it Guy in French? Oh, I don't know. Le Guy. Yeah. And and then you have Natalia, the one and only bow user in the game. Hence, she will always be in your party because bows are cool. So, who did you guys use? Um, Come on, not man. Jade and not Natalia. Really? Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. I like Natalia, Tyr, um, Guy, and Luke. Uh, and and I also went with Luke, Natalia, Anis, and Tyr. No, no Jade at all. No Jade. Jade. Now, mm-hmm. we disagree on Jade, Craig. We, I think, yeah, I think we disagree on Jade. So what should we explain what that disagreement is? Well, yeah, let's explain what the disagreement is because it doesn't really have anything spoilery around it. Because he's just a no-all douchebag, isn't he? Oh, these facts are too common for me to describe to you. I'm so bored with this conversation. Ugh. Give me a break. I'm, I'm going to disagree with you as well, Craig. Uh, maybe not the same reasons as Dave, but he, I believe he's like that because Luke is such a whingy shit. <laughs> <laughs> that came out of nowhere and that, that really caught me off guard Luke <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, that, that, um, that's the crux of my argument. <laughs> no, yeah, well, it's it's a good argument. It's solid, but um, I prefer it, on the windy shit scale the um, Noctis with Gladiolus battering him back into shape by being a kind of bro but hard is much better than someone being snarky at you going meh. Yeah. Well, now see, it actually reminded me a lot of that. Like, okay, why do I like Noctis but not Luke? And we'll talk about that later, but remind me if I forget, okay? Uh, you're both wrong about Jade because he's the only person I'd want to have a, a beer with. Like, I could see me hanging out with a guy like that. I couldn't stand to be around anybody else in this whole entire game. Van was cool. Well, I, he wasn't okay. until I, well, I don't know how at far. The start, he was cool. <laughs> yeah. Towards the end, it becomes less cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of of those guys, right? Uh, did any of you guys take notice of the voice cast? Because the voice cast is like phenomenal in this game. Yeah, it's it's one of the highlights of the whole game for me. Was the the voice acting? It's really. I don't know the uh, like. I'm assuming you're meaning cast as an actual people. I'm meaning how it was acted was very good. <laughs> Like there's well, not no, like really a, a lot of the voices are very familiar to anybody that watched like anime in this era yeah. or played a bunch of games in this era. I I don't like, watch what, any. One anime. of them was a Power Ranger uh, guy. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's uh, Johnny Ranger. Young Bosch. He was also Vash the Stampede in Trigon. So it's like I you know the voice as soon as you hear it. Ah. Um. But yeah, it's a real like huge all star cast for that time. And like Craig said, I think they did a good job voice acting. Especially for but the time I, of the game, like oh yeah, it, I mean this this must be quite early on in voice acting terms. Well, yeah, I mean it doesn't have that PS one. You say a line, then you hear the disc load, and then the yeah. rest of the line comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I miss those days. I've got a note: three words, word salad dialogue. Because although the, the voice acting is on point, a lot of the times what they're saying is complete garbage. I have no idea how most of them did not laugh halfway through the lines. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no idea. Like, okay, so we're going to talk about this, and, and uh, it's not really spoilery. But, so a lot of things in this game have an illusion, not illusion with an I, an allusion to oral things. Not, not oral, oral. Okay, as in you hear them. So you know you've uh-huh. got like you've got like resonance. You have your phonic, your score, your harmonics. Yeah, a lot of. But I think in the effort to make everything follow a theme, mm, a lot of this is nonsense. I've got a cracking like, a cracking line from release um, it. Okay, right, you ready for this? You land on the Isle of Ferris towards the end, and all the buildings look the same. And this is the the interaction that takes place. Apparently, the town was designed by one architect. They named the island after him. What? So the architect was called Ferris? Oh my god. People, do you need to say that out (laughs) loud? Really? Wait, you don't have conversations like that? (laughs) That's how I talk to all my friends. Yeah. This really suffers from animeitis in many, many different forms. When we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, and you said, oh my god, this this suffers from so many anime tropes and this, that and the other, I don't know what those are because I have never watched 
I don't think I've watched any anime. I might have by accident. I'm not too sure. <laughs> you um, know. But <laughs> <laughs> you just wake up in the middle of a movie going, what is this? Well, Am I watching okay. anime? I don't know. Well, this, this is the thing. Like, Dragon Ball is anime. Is that right? Yes. And what, yeah, Studio what, Ghibli is anime. Oh, well, no, that's that's what I was going to say, because I've watched a lot of the, the Ghibli films, the Ghibli films, and some of the cartoons that, that pop up and stuff, so I've watched that. But that feels completely different from things like Dragon Ball and all that. It feels Well, that's like a just different... kind of the difference between a TV show and a movie. Okay. There's also the you know quality I mean? like, there. A, yeah, like a soap opera on TV doesn't feel the same quality as a movie. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, you've at least dipped your toe in yeah but yeah so that that's i don't know what the tropes are i don't know what the i'm just looking at it going, one these already people have a yeah yeah what's that a, a jade and his snarky he's not going to tell you anything um oh, is that each of these characters is pretty much an anime archetype yeah okay and even the insipid dialogue like the ferris island saga uh-huh. Uh, that's very much an anime thing where there are so many just unnecessary conversations and words. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, it really bothered me this time. Like, it really bothered me this. Like, with Guy being, oh, no, I'm scared of girls. It's like, oh, guys, <sighs> please, please stop. Um, there's a lot of anime here, and your enjoyment will kind of depend on how much that gets to you. Okay. It got to me a lot. Like, I, I kind of hated all the dialogue and skits and all that stuff. I didn't hate the story. Story, I think, is fine. It's kind of good. It plays with some interesting themes. But the dialogue, the whenever anybody was talking to somebody, it made me want to, you know, jab something into my ear. Because it's really, really bad. Do you know what the funny thing is, though? This might be too final. This might uh, might be final thoughts. So we can cut this. I'll cut this out if it's if it's too. But okay. despite all of that and all of the not knowing, I've decided that I'm going to buy the PS4 Tales games and play them. I think it's worth it. At least give it a shot because they have changed monumentally. You will notice anime tropes now that you've mm-hmm. played this. I, I, I was thinking the same thing as well. I, I wonder if a lot of the my problems with this game have just been that it's... It's the, older? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> the battles in the newer ones play more like the Final Fantasy XV battles. Yeah. So take like this battle system, but put it in a fully 3D, fully open arena. And that's the battle system. I, I think it's more fun that way. Um, what's Austin's negatives? Are they negatives in story or are they negatives? Before I finish reading Austin's stuff, anything else you guys want to touch on? I mean, we could we could discuss the the whole artwork and anime, like the the cutscenes and stuff. And whilst the little skits are annoying, they are they do look good. Um. Yeah. You know what? I'll, I'll give it that. Um. I I like the look of this game. Like when. Most PS2 games were striving for, for a little more on the realism scale. The fact that this went, ah, screw it, we'll just go with a kind of anime art style where it's kind of chunky, kind of blocky. I think that age is a little bit better than some of the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah, one one of the favorite locations of mine, I don't even know what it's called, but it looks a wee bit like Superman's uh, Arctic or Antarctic lair 
where you go and you land your ship. Fortress of Solitude? It's like the Fortress of Solitude. It's this big. <laughs> in fact, it looks like the Fortress of Solitude had a baby with a football stadium. And you land and you see that. So it's the football of solitude? It could be the football of solitude. You land and there's this gigantic kind of backdrop of this beautiful building and you can run up to it and it, as you get closer obviously you end up after three screens you're already just entering Luke's room in this huge building and there's not a lot of detail between the huge backdrop of the building and getting there <laughs> but it's it's still a beautiful thing and yeah very very much the look of it is very very nice you touched on a point there did it bug you guys to have very clearly delineated dungeons no. No, not at all. I think that's just JRPGs of the time. Well, that's why I was curious to see if something that's kind of old and that's been phased out bugged you when they brought I, it back. No, I, I quite I like, like it. the world map thing. Um, no. Yeah, on PS2, uh, Craig, since you were emulating, I don't know if you hit this too, but on hardware... Oh, no, it wasn't emulating. Runs- oh, okay. I'm sorry. No, so, it runs at like 12 frames per second. Oh, that's a shame. That world map... It is yeah, not. very, very rough. Uh, on the 3DS, they've ironed a, a lot of that out. The only complaint I have on the world map is that the compass moves, which can make it a little bit little bit hard to navigate around. But once you figure that out, it's, it's quite good. And I, I like a, a good world map like that. I like the, the oh, simplicity see, of it. Oh, see, I'm different. I hated how you got the vaguest of vague directions. It's like somewhere in the northeasterly direction. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, crap. And then you're <laughs> wandering around. And and to be honest, what made it worse was the mechanics. Because, Craig, you noticed, right? Like, if you get into a fight in a dungeon, the load time is not too bad. If you get a fight on the world map. on the, Yeah, on the world. Yeah. Oh, my oh. gosh. It's like minute long load times. It is rough. I've really got to take my hat off to you guys for finishing this game. So I mean, on the world map, you are running around like an idiot trying to just not get into a barrel battle. It's like, please, please don't touch me. Please don't touch me. <laughs> it is, it's, it's, it's one of those things, and it's one of the few times I've just felt like a complete douchebag because I have avoided any encounters at times. And I don't like doing that. That's probably why I've ended up with my leveling issue. I just don't, I don't like doing it, but you have to. You really have to. And despite all of that, there's the good point, despite all of that, I, I actually want to play a modern Tales game. Because there's something, there's something there, there's something in it that if you ironed out all the oldness and all this loading times and the oldness of it, and the, the I, there's something good in there. Well, it is a completely different flavour. Like, oddly enough, it, it has really carved its niche out of being different from most other big franchises. To the point where I think I think this is like a it's a huge franchise. It should be held up in as high a regard. I think I think because of the the steps they took to try to modernize quicker than Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest or Persona, I think they age worse. But at the time that they come out, they're a little more cutting edge. So yeah, I'll give them that. I I'd definitely try one on a PS4. Uh, I we do like to try to end on a high note. And I, I I don't want to because I have one last thing to say. <laughs> we could have ended there. You could have been out. You could have I know, but you were waiting for that. I'm not going to give it to you. Okay, so. <laughs> In the canon of video games, gentlemen, 
There are certain words you don't use because they come with a lot of baggage, right? You don't say things like warp pipe. You can't have, you know, Sonic go through a warp pipe. You can't have Rayman collecting rings. It's just some things are just taken. You can't use them now. Why Why would they have Sephiroth in this game? Like, I know the word, I know the meaning of the word, and I know it's not a person's name like it is, but as a video game culture, there is one Sephiroth. Why would you use that? As a matter of fact, why would you name somebody Tyr? Why? I am very tired of stupid anime JRPG names. I'm tired of it. I've had it. My breaking point was with Final Fantasy when they named them Fang and Hope and Snow. And I just can't take it anymore after that. Yet, despite all of that, I really want to play a modern Tales game. And on that positive <laughs> note... <laughs> on well, that positive note... Hang on, hang on, hang on. Austin's downsides. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. So, if I was a listener to this episode, I'd be imagining... Well, congratulations for getting this far. But second, we're, we've got a second part coming out. And people should give it to a listen because... I think we need to touch on nostalgia in general and JRPGs on as a whole, which we will be on the next episode, right, guys? Hopefully, because <laughs> I can't, I can't pull fifty-five minutes on a story on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah, that's fine. Should we end it on Austin? The rest of Austin's notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Lead us out, Austin. The rest of these are really just going to be nitpicky things that bother me specifically, but probably don't detract from others' experience all that much. First off is the animation itself. I can't really call this a problem because this is a game that came out in 2005, and game animation wasn't anywhere near the standard that it's at now. But still, the animation to me seems subpar. The models themselves looked really good, but the animation didn't seem very fluid throughout most of the game. The other thing I wanted to bring up was Tears voice actress. I want to preface this by saying that she has a very soothing sounding voice, but it seems like it is impossible for her to show any emotion other than content or mildly disgruntled. And it really doesn't gel well with me for some of the more emotional scenes. I would say this, that it took, what, 13, 14 years for Tekken 7 to finally beat that level of voice acting. But yeah, she had it for a good while. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that, um, that Tekken 7 narration is just ace. <laughs> You should listen to it. Okay. But out with the bad and in with the good, and boy, is there a lot of good. I'll do my best to keep it short. Starting with the combat, being more of an action RPG, the combat needs to be fluid and fun, and this game really nails it. Abyss was the first in the series to add full movement to the combat. Symphonia kind of did it, but it was still limited to you being in a direct line with the enemy, only moving space when you change targets. Abyss was the first to introduce the beautiful ability Free Run. I wouldn't have expected that one little thing to be such a big deal, but I found it hard to go back and play the older games simply because it wasn't there. I won't go into the FOF changes because I'm sure you guys will cover that in the show, Luke. Yeah. But the added depth to combat really made it more fun. The story to me is good for what it is. A tale of maturing and finding your own identity and place in this world. It's not the best by any means, but it presents things to you at a good pace, never giving you too much information while still hinting at things very well. Uh, The more keen observers might pick up on things that would foreshadow some big story elements later on in the game. I, however, was not a keen observer, and the story did tend to keep me guessing. And I had some genuine holy crap moments while playing the game. The next big thing for me was the music. 
Tales of games have a knack for getting the soundtrack just right, and this one did not disappoint. Pause there. We didn't talk about the music. How do you guys feel about the music? I totally agree with him. Um, mm-hmm. It's very rare for me to keep a JRPG soundtrack going. You know, normally I'll mute it and put a put a podcast or a CD on or something, but I had my headphones on for the majority of my playthrough with it. So, yeah, um, it did really well for a game of its age, and I think it still holds up. Uh, I just want to say the guy who did the Tales of music is also the person who does the Dark Souls music, and I think I'm contractually obligated at this point to like it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, no, the music was pretty good here. I won't waste time talking about the the entire soundtrack, but I really wanted to talk about one specific track. The battle music between Luke and Ash in the last area of the game, Meaning of Birth. This track to me was the perfect fit for their one-on-one fight. It's basically a duel between strings and wind instruments, each trying to outdo each other. It starts out gentle with just a few instruments, but as the song builds, all these other instruments start playing, and it really just fits what this showdown actually means and how important this is to both Luke and Ash. Hands down, one of the best pieces of music I've ever heard in gaming. The last thing I want to bring up is the best character in the game, by far, master of sarcasm and sass, Jade Curtis. He is the whole reason I love this game. As for final thoughts, if you haven't played this game, it's a great introduction to a great series and definitely should be experienced by anyone who loves a good RPG. And then he said he's looking forward to the show and oh boy, I am sorry, sir. <laughs> Pregnant silence. Uh, well, well let, let's end on that stuff and we'll pick it up in part two. All right, so if you want to be like our boy Austin here, then you can go ahead and submit a game that you would like us to play and then we'll give our thoughts on. You can do that at the website, thebiteffect.com. You can also do that on, you know, anywhere of the social media sites we have like Instagram or Facebook and, you know, all that nonsense. So join us in part two where we will finish our thoughts and put this to rest, let us say. So, gentlemen, say goodnight to the fine people. Good night, fine people. Good night. Good night.